Hey, welcome back to the Cicidoco podcast with Pastor Bob Gaglione. This is our space to have conversations around topics that we can't always cover on a Sunday morning. So let's get right into it. Well, welcome in, everybody. I am Bob Gaglione. Thanks for listening to the podcast. So if you're listening to this in a reasonable amount of time, it is February in Philadelphia. Uh, oh my gosh, this is a tough month. We have the Super Bowl and we have Valentine's Day and that's it. Uh, but I want to talk to you about Valentine's Day. It's uh, You look at decorations after Christmas, everything turns red, which is cool. I remember being in Russia uh, about 15 years ago and they were just catching on the Valentine's Day, probably because it's commercial and you can sell chocolates and such. But uh, I'm kind of glad we have this holiday. I'm glad we recognize the power of love, it is so strong. It's a gift of God. And what I want to talk today about is marriage. Uh, very early in Scripture, we find God putting a man and a woman together long before there's government or a house of worship or any temples. Uh, there's this love between human beings, and, and there's great power there, and it's a beautiful thing. So uh, we thought the best way to talk about marriage and love and and this idea in a biblical framework uh, was that I would interview Marion Tucker. Marion Tucker is a member of CC Delco, and she leads a ministry called His Glory Revealed. The backstory on Marion is uh, she and her husband Ed, their marriage hit the rocks. She actually has written a book called Love on the Rocks, and uh, God has repaired their marriage, restored them. And now they actually teach about this. They have a gala once a year. I've spoken at it, at it uh, several times. And so uh, we're going to go straight to an interview that I had with Marion. Hope you enjoy it. I pray that God ministers to you. So let's join the interview. We've had a wonderful time so far this Valentine's conference. And we just thank God for his love. That's love that drew salvation's plan. And even as we talk about it, I'm here to talk to my pastor, Pastor Bob. It's a pleasure having you on a Valentine conference. Sorry I couldn't be there live, uh, but thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming. And first of all, congratulations. Yeah. 40 years of marriage this Crazy. year. How did you do it? Uh, I wonder where the time has gone more than how did we do it, but yeah. What's the secret? What's the secret? <laughs> how long do we have now? <laughs> You know, Amy Grant had a song called Doubly Good to You. And in the song, the lyrics say, you can thank the Father for all the wonderful things he's done and all the things he's going to do. But if you find a love that's tender mm. and a love that's true, he's been doubly good to you. So I, I never take for granted. My kids say, you lucked out finding mom. Oh, wow. We know that's not true. <laughs> yeah. But... How do you take any credit, right? I mean, um, we take a lot of things for granted in life, but how God puts us together, it's a mystery we'll find out in heaven, but I, I, I have more gratitude than anything as I look at 40 years. Amen. And we pray that the years coming will yeah. even be greater than the past. Yeah. Please extend our sincere, warm, loving yeah. congratulations to Monica as well. Thanks. Good. So our theme for this conference, as you all know, is Anchored in Love. When you hear that anchored in love, what does that say to you? So I do a lot of metaphors. The Bible has a lot of metaphors. Mm -hmm. That metaphor is scary. Mm -hmm. 
uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, so my wife and I got into boating a couple of years ago. It's the only thing she's ever wanted to do. Okay. I would have stayed a landlubber if I could have. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we had to pass five tests. Uh, and every time we go out, something goes wrong. And when we try to anchor, <laughs> you should see it. But I've learned about anchoring. If you don't anchor and you take a nap or fall asleep, you'll hit rocks, you'll drift. But the mm-hmm. but listen, Marion, this could be a bad metaphor. Your spouse can be an anchor. <laughs> like, I'm anchored to this person. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. That's that's a bad metaphor. But I think the metaphor you're using is kind of what we see in Hebrews 6.19, where it talks about God's love through Christ and the oath that God made and our security in Christ has become an anchor of the soul. So when I look at my relationship to God, I have this promise that what I've committed to him, he'll keep till the final day. Mm -hmm. And so I don't worry about losing my salvation. I don't worry about eternal life. I have the down payment, the Holy Spirit in me. I know know I'm anchored to him. So I think when you look at at marriage, I I think we get some things wrong. And I don't want to talk too much, by the way. I think we get some things wrong like, you know, my spouse completes me, you know, Mm -hmm. things like this, my soulmate. Listen, we are secure in Christ. Every other relationship we have is wonderful, but but if the spouse was the be-all and end-all, what happens to people that are single? What happens before you're married? So I think we, we, we gotta get away from some of this stuff, but when we do look at marriage and the genius behind it, for those of us who have taken a marriage vow, there is an anchor there. We, you know, I can give a statistic out of statistic about, you know, how much better we are off with going through life with a significant other, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, two are better than one, Ecclesiastes says. Threefold cord can't be broken. So, yeah, going through this life anchored in love, uh, going through life with another person is a beautiful thing. So that's how I look. When you say an anchor in marriage, that's how I look at it. And you know, even as you were talking about being anchored in Christ, it reminds me of the love triangle. That could be you and then Monica. And you both are striving to please God. And he's up there and you are driven by the Holy Spirit. And so that becomes the foundation of the love. So we're anchored to Christ's love and our love is propelled by his love. It's the anchor of all relationships if you think about it, right? Uh, The Bible says, how can you say you love God who you can't see, but you don't love your fellow man? Mm -hmm. And and it goes the other way, right? So it's like all of life, I'm only good to my spouse or anybody if I have a relationship with God. If If I'm in a strong relationship with God, how can I not add value to others? Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to slip up. I'm going to have bad days, right, in a marriage with my colleagues at work, et cetera, friends. But when I slip up and I don't add value, I've got to answer to God. Uh, and then when I'm tight with God, it overflows to others. So, yeah, I think it's, it's you're right, it's this triangle that's constantly moving mm-hmm. and kind of resets me all the time, Hmm. right? Because I can't let the sun go down on my anger or how am I going to pray? What am I going to do? God, you know, now I'm entering your throne room and I'm believing great things for you. 
Well, the first mm-hmm. thing I want to think about is this person that I've cut off and had, you know, bad relations with that day. Mm-hmm. So I think they go hand in hand. You know, 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and God is love. And him that borneth is born of God and knoweth God. You said something very powerful, even as you were trying to differentiate. You know, when I got married, (laughs) I was born again, loved the Lord, full of the Holy Spirit. But my marriage was never born again. (laughs) Are you catching this drift? So I've had couples come up to me. And I know your marriage was on the rocks. Yes, it was. Thank God for the rock today. <laughs> their marriage was on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about your wife's spiritual life. She listens to 50 sermons a day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I understand how it works. So I'm not putting that woman down. I bet mm-hmm. you she had a genuine relationship with God, loved God. That's why she was listening to sermons. Things can start to go so bad that you compartmentalize. So, okay, my marriage is on the rocks, it's bad, there's nothing I can do, but I still love God. So so now there's such a disconnect that you start to compartmentalize. We do this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like like I go to work and maybe I cut corners, and but that's because God's over here now. Mm-hmm. So I think you can get to a, you know, I, I talk about this when I teach younger married people that, you know, little exits early in your marriage you kind of get over them because of physicality and you're in the romantic stage. and But little exits lead to big exits. And mm. if you're not careful early, you can get to the place this woman was in where you really are vibrantly spiritually, but, but, but you just almost have given up. I like little exits lead to big exits. Maybe there's somebody watching us right now who has all these little exits and really wants their marriage to be anchored on love, God's love, and then that would feed into all the other forms of yeah. love that would enhance the marriage. What do you have to say to them? So, so I've been reading Henry Cloud's book on trust, mm. and Henry Cloud has a Bible degree and a psychology degree, so he knows how we're wired, neurot- you know, the brain and all, and then he, he, he understands scripture. And he believes trust is the key to all relationships, And think about our relationship with God, right? We have to trust God, right? You mentioned God is love. The thing I love about the Trinity, and most people don't understand it, if there wasn't a Trinity, how would you know that God was love? Mm -hmm. See, the Trinity shows there had to be love among different persons. Mm -hmm. If there's only one person and you say that person's love, how, how how would it be proven? And when you look at the Trinity where Jesus says, I only do the things the Father says, and and, and he humbled himself, and you and you look at the Holy Spirit, and you look at that, that love within the Trinity, it proves out God is a God of love. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you and I can trust God. We can trust the God of the Bible. We can trust the God of history. We could trust the God who's worked through Israel. Mm-hmm. So marriage is built on a trust. Now, trust is given when you take an oath, but it's earned somewhere in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where things break down, and you'll hear things like, I don't trust her anymore. Or she just had somebody come to me this week, you know, I had a bad 2023, my husband doesn't trust me. So, yes, we're born again. I said this on Sunday, Jesus is in my heart, but Grandpa's in my bones. 
What? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is in my heart, but Grandpa is in my bones. Yeah, so in other words, even though I'm born again, I brought a lot of family of origin junk mm. into my marriage. And that stuff has to be worked on and trust has to be built. So I think the trust is the key to life. I think it's the, tree, the, the, it's the key to marriage. Now you have one person who is anchored in God's love and the other partner is not. Yeah. How does that work? Difficult, right? You know, so marriage is, a, is an interesting institution because it's covered by what I would call common grace. Mm. So common grace is that if it rains tomorrow, it'll water the ground and give us drinking water, but just not for Christians. Uh, unbelievers can partake of it too. Mm -hmm. And I think marriage is the same thing. There's common grace over marriage. It's an institution governed by God. I think when you get in, a, in an instance where one party is serving God and the other is not, I've always said it, as long as you have one willing party, you can make it. Yes. Because the one willing party can shower God's grace and the other will see it. Amen. Does it always work out? No. No, but. But uh, mm. that becomes a calling, right? I've it's watched powerful. people live that out. That really becomes a difficult calling. Mm -hmm. And um, you can't become a doormat. There can't be abuse. But I think, and I know successful people who have walked this road. It's lonely. Sometimes it turns out wonderful. Things turn around. Partner comes to Christ. They come back to Christ. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but there's a lot of difficult things in life we're called to do. And we thank God for His grace. Yeah. Grace changes everything. Hard to resist love. Now, it can't be nagging the person. It can't be telling them they should be a Christmas. It has to be a demonstration of God's grace every day. Amen. First Corinthians 13 talks about love. Love is kind, caring love. How do you see that love in marriage in the light of the anchor? <laughs> so I chuckle because it's the most common wedding verse and it's almost do nothing to do with a wedding or a marriage. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You could tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think Corinthians is telling us what the outworking of love is. And because God is love, you could put God in that equation. Mm -hmm. God is love. God is kind. God is long-suffering, right? So we begin to see the attributes of love. Remember, Paul was writing to believers mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. who had gotten a lot of things wrong. Right? They were suing one another sexually. Mm -hmm. They were out of bounds. And even in the Holy Spirit, they were they you know, they were claiming they loved God and then things were going awry in that sense. And Paul was saying, look, they, they were actually super spiritual, right? I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, I'm of Christ. They were moving in the gifts. Paul saying, wait a second. The demonstration of being anchored to Christ is the agape love that we're showing towards one another. And he begins to show them the attributes mm -hmm. that in a community of people, a church, you need perseverance and long-suffering and, and all those attributes that we see. Now, of course, 
it's overlaid in a marriage. Mm -hmm. But to stand there on the day of a wedding and, and espouse these wonderful things is, <laughs> it's funny. You know, you got, you got, you know, this bride who has two imperfect parents and you have this groom who has two imperfect parents. Now we're going to put all this imperfection together and have this wonderful life of bliss. It just doesn't work that way. So, um, yeah, the, obviously that is the goal, but there's a lot more behind that than, uh, than just reading those words on a page. Anchored in love. Yeah. So in marriage, this Valentine's week, in this Valentine's conference, what are you going to say to lovers, to married people, to those who are dating on anchoring their relationship? Yeah, so, so when we talk about anchoring, I always say this. Do I understand my wife after 40 years? Not completely. Do I know her? Yeah, but not completely. Uh, have I done all the right things? No. But here's what she knows and here's what I know. I'll always be there and she'll always be there. Mm. That's an anchor. Amen. I, I think when I think of what, what would I say to couples is you're going to go through seasons. Ecclesiastes 3, there's a season for this. There's 14 different seasons. There's going to be all kinds of seasons. Seasons where you're romantically in love. Seasons where you look around and say, you can't get better than this. You're going to have raise mm -hmm. kids, empty nest. You're going to go through all these seasons. Um, you have to understand that, that <laughs> the picture of what the culture paints isn't a reality, right? So there are going to be times where life is difficult, life is hard, we age. We're going to be different people in those 40 years. Mm -hmm. I've met so many people that uh, were married and they're late bloomers. Uh, mm -hmm. They enter a career, they're quite successful, and they began to look at the spouse like, oh my gosh, I married this spouse at this season of life and now I'm at this social status where I'm hanging around really cool people and influential people and man, that's not the person I would have married. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, there's, listen, at your wedding day, you share these vows, for better or worse, sickness Good and health, mm -hmm. till death was part. Those vows said, everybody else is off the table, and this is it. Wow. James Dobson talks about his friends Keith and Mary that were married 50 years. And uh, when this couple got married, six months later, the woman became a quadriplegic. And he had to bathe her and brush her hair and dress her all these years. And James Dobson talks about how he could have easily gotten out of that marriage and married a healthier wife, but he never did because he always looked at those vows. So the mm -hmm. vows to me are the anchor, Amen. not feelings. No, you can't count on yeah, feelings. Can't count on feelings. So Bob, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Deep insights, thought-provoking, and you've said something about, you know, like once you've said the vows, then everything else is off the table. That's powerful. Yeah. It's. 
an exclusive club, just the two of you, you and your wife or husband and wife, nobody's going anywhere, have to make it work with Christ at the anchor, trusting, loving, walking this journey. If it's the 14 seasons or how many seasons you have, by God's grace. Can I ask you to pray for us, please, yes. my friend? God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you that technology can pass through time and mm -hmm. um, and minister to people. And I've been ministered through video and Zoom and all, all these wonderful tools available. So I do pray for marriages. I pray for everyone watching. I, Lord, you've put your hand upon Marion and Ed and worked through their situation. It's a wonderful story. Yeah. And you are the God of grace, the God of deliverance, the God of a second chance. So... Lord, my, my prayer is that we would bring everything to the cross. Uh, we would ask you for your involvement and we would obey and trust. And Lord, you, man, you are the God who hears and you're the God who loves. Your eyes are always upon us. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.